0: Actually, that's not the way we're supposed to do it. No. We're supposed to say, BULA! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if we just broke your ear holes just then. But. BULA, BULA, everybody. Where do you think we are? Oh, Mexico? Oh. Or Paris? No. no. Fiji, baby. <laughs> we're in Fiji right now for my 30 plus one.
1: Yeah. We're redoing the 30th because mm. Jess didn't have a fab 30th last year. So we're redoing it. 30 plus one. Mm-hmm. It's been absolutely epic. We have been so distracted that we have not uh, done this intro. So we're recording this on our last day in Fiji. But we're still obviously going to get this content out for you guys um, because this one is an epic episode. We have an amazing guest. Her name is Sherilyn, otherwise known as Shan. uh, And she runs an Instagram page called My One-Legged Life. She was in an accident not that long ago where she actually lost her leg, plus acquired many, many, many other injuries um, and life-changing events. And we are going to be chatting to her about how her life was before, how her life is now. And she is just the most inspirational human. She picks herself up every day. She shares videos every day of how motivated she's at the gym and it just makes us motivated for life. So you guys are going to love this episode. We're not going to go into too much like this morning with our um, intro because the episode speaks for itself. And we're in Fiji. So like we've got to lap up the sun, babies. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) I've got other things to do. (laughs) (laughs) So we hope you love it. We hope you enjoy. And yeah. Enjoy, guys. Much love. Bye. Hey, 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 we've got Shen here today. How you going? I'm good. How are you? We are so good. We've literally been talking for the last 10 minutes and we've been trying to psych ourselves up to start this podcast. So we're here <laughs> <laughs> We're here finally. <laughs> so before we get into anything, you have to share with us, just feel the tea of this week. Give <laughs> it. Well, go, go, go.
2: There's, there's two because like, and this is all super embarrassing. I can't wait. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't caught. like, I. I was somewhat conscious, but like I don't remember it. So this is stories from family.
1: Oh, we love um, like behind the scenes nursing stories. Oh, it's so great. Yes. Oh.
2: So the first one is I was known as the naked girl in ICU <gasps> because I would ha- I had temperatures like two, like at, at least one a day, but they were like mm. two, three a day. And I could go to, I got to the point where I could feel them coming on and I would just rip my
1: gown off. <laughs> it wouldn't matter who was in the room. But my dad would be like, like oh, God. I have God. looked after so many patients like that. But did,
0: like, <laughs> it's like they either put the gown the other way so they can open it up and air the front out and you're like, mm. whoa. Or they, Why didn't I do that? <laughs> or they just rip it off and you're like, oh, God. Yeah, usually it
1: doesn't last long. We see naked people every day and mm. definitely
0: like fevers are a big part of it.
1: Yeah. Usually like 50-year-old older men, yeah. but I mean, like you you've added a statistic in there by being a woman, it's fine. Yeah,
0: no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, and like the other bit of being the naked girl was um apparently my auntie, like, and the second one involves my auntie as well, but she um because of where my injury was, I was incredibly swollen, and I was like
0: look at this. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, my what God. What do you think? <laughs> All dignity is gone. You leave your dignity at the door yeah. and you're like, okay, I'm just going to go in and never come out the same person. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, my God. Like, And when I started to get, like, more privacy, like if anyone even popped their head in the room, be like, get out. <laughs> like,
1: I have. 775 people have seen my vagina. I don't need another one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> 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 it's like the things when you do when you're drunk, but you're and if. Raging fevers (laughs) for
1: you.
2: I'm not like a. I'm not like like a bit of a sloppy drunk. I have to say, and I think that that definitely tops any drunk story I have ever done.
0: Uh, I love love it. it.
2: So good. The second one is more like something that I would do if I was drunk. But um, yeah, so apparently, um, my auntie asked me. She was like, "Do you know any Kevin's?" And I was like. Uh, no, just none <laughs> no, come to my personally. eyes. <laughs> and then I realized because, like, because I work in real estate, um, our all homes manager, his name was Kevin. And I was like, that's the only Kevin I know. And apparently I got incredibly aggressive, yelling at a Kevin that didn't exist for about stealing my McDonald's.
0: Oh my God. So, did Kevin did, at work did, steal yeah, your McDonald's? Did original Kevin steal the McDonald's one time? I don't know. I don't know who it was. I don't remember. Surely in your subconscious, you were like, yeah, I stole my Maccas one time.
2: I was on an incredible amount of drugs that made me trip oh, horribly. Ketamine, so- mate, you would
0: have been on the ketamine, mate. Special K. <laughs> oh, oh. All homes <laughs> on <then> watch out. <laughs> you better
1: yeah. give that Mac his back, baby.
2: Oh, my God. I do like my quarter pounders. There
1: you go. I, I oh,
0: think that one day, is so He must good. have taken your quarter pounder one time, eh? He has oh, to go. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, i ICU an bad.
1: experience i have seen many 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 patients do the same things and they never remember and it is hilarious because every family member every nurse every doctor everyone sees it and they eventually come to and they have no idea and you're like that's not me and you're like well yeah it was <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> when i went back through and met like the met some of the team of at icu i remembered a couple of them but like i really didn't remember most of them mm. and they were just like Oh, my
0: God. You got clothes on, Nucky. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty.
2: It's <much.
1: laughs> <laughs> so
2: different with clothes on. Uh, I only did that with you guys, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't do that with anyone
1: else. I love when, like, patients come back to ICU, but you can tell, like, when they come back, it's like either, like, their parents have forced them to come back or, like, someone's forced me. be like, you need to go say thank you. And they come back and they're like, hi. Oh, <laughs> I it's so awkward. <laughs>
2: Like so thankful, but had no idea who anyone was. That is great. But they all know. I was like,
1: I love you for saving
2: my life, and I also apologise for anything that you saw.
1: Yeah. What <laughs> What happens nice to you stays nice to you. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm fairly certain one
2: of them even said that I had clothes on. <laughs>
0: Grace for oh, the cheese. That was mate. great. We can't even top that. Yeah, we That's can't top great. that.
1: That's so good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh god! I don't know whether to be more. Oh, no, I mean personally, god. top that. Like I can't personally. That's a cool. Story. Oh, I, I mean, not it. many of
1: us have been naked in ICU. I mean, I work in ICU. So if I was naked in ICU, I'd definitely be fired. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: to be naked in ICU. <laughs> So much.
1: Oh, doing? my goodness. Oh, all right. So, after all that funny business, take us back. Take us back to the start. Where did you grow up? Tell us a little bit about yourself, your life story, how you got, you know, to this point you are today.
2: Um, well, took a, a condensed version, yeah. and it's probably not going to be very condensed. <laughs> um, my, the work that my dad did, which I honestly cannot even remember what it was. Um, I feel like it was Raph we moved around a lot mm. um and it was like it was pretty like crap like you know like my brother and I would go like Andrew would get bullied at one school and then we'd like we'd move and then I'd get bullied and we'd move and then he got bullied and we'd move and it was
1: yeah
2: it was just not a fun time um yeah and I I had like yeah I had definitely some learning difficulties so I was like yeah the odd one out <laughs>
1: Cool. Um, for everyone <laughs> Not a fun no, I hate school mm, you couldn't pay me work. to go back there oh. um,
2: so yeah we moved around a lot with dad with dad's job and we, we mainly like grew up in um, Sydney like the sort of the western Sydney area and then moved to just outside of Canberra um, and ended up starting to ride horses and that's where I met um, my best friend oh. um, and we've been besties since year three
0: Oh, cute.
2: Yeah, so she's incredibly supportive. I definitely take my hat off to her. She has, I have put her through hell and back <laughs> probably about several times, um, definitely a bad influence on that one. Um, <laughs> but then as it got, like, there's not too much of school that I really remember besides the, like, I didn't really have too many good times there. Um, but, yeah, then as I got older, I really wanted this to be more positive, but I just, it's. It's oh no. sorry. Crap!
1: It doesn't need <laughs> any positive. Tell us, yeah, you know, we like the nitty gritty truth. Um, well,
2: like I was that kid that started, you know, smoking and drinking, and I was like mm-hmm. fifteen, and then um, yeah, dibbled into a few other, few other things later on, and um, <laughs> unfortunately got stuck there for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was that was a bit rough, but um, yeah, I just I, I found that I shifted in more with. Like, like these like minded people that would like use, I don't know, I suppose it was like, like mm. it was just, it was easier for me to deal with stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I'm getting really nervous because I don't think,
1: I, don't, I got my family knows some of it, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah. You don't have to say too much. It's all good.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but then as I got older, um, I just kept moving, like just kept moving around. Uh, I had the nickname Gypsy for a while because I lived out of my suitcase. Love that. Um, used to love yeah, you know, my one of my other friends, Brooke and I, we used to drive, you know, to Sydney and then up the east coast, up to Queensland. And I lived there for a while, and like I had it, like I've had a pretty cool life. to To be honest, I've seen and done a lot of stuff. Um, and then, oh well, yeah, well now I'm like
1: this, and I'm uh, <laughs> staying here. You stay here <laughs> in this couch forever. I should never leave this couch. <laughs>
2: no. like I, I, my dream is to move to
1: move back to Queensland because I love oh, it yeah. up there. Oh yeah, come do that. Yeah. We agree with that. So you mentioned (laughs) that you were doing real
0: estate. So were you working like as a real estate agent and that prior to accident still still doing that? What's going on there?
2: Yeah. So um, the work has just been like bar work and and real estate. So the the real estate work, I I was working for the current company that I'm working with now who have been amazingly supportive. And, um, yeah, I was only there from like March till December and then I was like I'm just going to take an extended holiday um if you don't mind and then then he actually ended up letting me have my job back you know happy to working with the hours that I was allowed to work um I think I've been working in real estate on and off for about 12 years
1: wow yeah awesome I like it's a love-hate love, job. Love, hate? Yeah. I think most jobs are
0: love-hate a little bit. Yeah, I definitely hated We're mine today. We're feeling that with nursing, that's mm. for sure. Yeah, okay, yours, yeah, you you win. No, no, <laughs> it's it's everything, man. Everything, everything. is relative Every job <laughs> like, you question, do. You question
1: life. Yeah, regularly.
0: <laughs> I just retire and go on cruise ships forever? Like, come
1: on. I'm trying to win the lottery. I'm really trying, but it's not happening. You
0: also need to <laughs> buy a lottery ticket. I like. do.
1: Oh, yeah, Every do week I buy app. them.
0: Yeah, she does actually. What about that. Rude. It doesn't work. <laughs> well, we obviously found you through some connections and yes. you run an Instagram page. Mm-hmm. And we want to talk about that Instagram page, what led you onto it? Obviously, you've had a bit of an accident. Mm. Can we talk about bit. yeah, just a just a little one? Yeah, just a little one. Oh, <laughs> Can you talk um, through yeah, what, what happened with that particular situation?
2: Um well, with the so the accident I was in. It was a single car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember any of it, so this is just what I have been told. Um, is I was in the front. I was in the front seat, passenger seat, um, and something's happened that um, has caused the car to um, turn around. And I think it was going like eighty or hundred kilometers mm-hmm. an hour.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think. Don't hold me to that. Um, <laughs> and it's. Turned around, hit a guardrail on the side. So we've ended up facing the opposite way. And it's flipped over a creek, nosedived into a paddock, and flipped um, several times. And I've come out of the windscreen at the end. Oh, wow. um,
1: well, that's a lot of. And you are um, still here today. Gee. That's a lot of falling. That's a lot of different things that you went it's a through. a lot of
0: angles. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But just, I just wanted to really channel my inner Superman. You know,
0: yeah. Just, yeah. 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 Instead of just, like, a basic, like, oh, let's just hit the side rail, you've just decided to go into a paddock and
1: – And a creek. The car and car. Um, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. So,
0: obviously, gone through a windscreen. No wonder you don't remember anything. Yeah. <laughs> to be quite fair. What do you remember? Like, when you woke up, were you in the ICU? Were you in emergency? Like, where were you when you remember?
2: Um, the first thing I remember um, is seeing my mum and dad, like, it was kind of like out of a movie. Yes. Like, just seeing mum and dad there and um, just – I'm just, you know, doing the whole like, it's it's and um, <laughs> I've opened, like I've opened my, and as, as I've sort of come more to, I've realised that I'm really struggling to breathe and I had to, because um, I wasn't breathing on my own um, and obviously started to panic and I've gone to rip it out of my mouth so that I don't know what they've done but they've obviously turned something up and it's just put me back to sleep.
1: <laughs>
0: Um, I, st- I, I don't
1: understand all that sort of side of things.
0: But. She was intubated, I guess. Yeah, Zazana's an ICU nurse, so she knows all about that. So obviously- that's quite
1: fascinating that you remember that because a lot of those medications that we do give you, or that people in ICU give you, do are, are natural kind of anti-memory drugs. So they actually force you to forget. So the fact that you yeah. remember that one memory is quite and fascinating. It's like, that's
0: a big memory as well. Yeah. So to have an accident and then that's your first memory, of waking up trying to mm. not breathe, it's like. Yeah. I think it was
1: a couple
2: of weeks later because I was in a yeah. coma for
0: a bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty terrifying. Oh my
0: God. So what's your next memory after that? So obviously they put you back to sleep and then um, you've woken back up, obviously, because you're here today talking to us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> no, that,
2: was, that was a good start. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, to be honest, I don't really remember much. Um, I've got videos to go off and I don't know if I remember watching the video if it's actually a memory I have. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've got a video on my phone from um, I think it's the 11th of February or the 10th of February um, last year, and it's my brother filming me. And I'm I've got really I'm not making much sense, um, and just saying that I've I've come off IV um, uh, painkillers except for just this one button that I had mm-hmm. to push. So that was making a that lot of good sense. Button, yeah. yeah. Good button, yeah. Um, Um, So I I remember that ish and I've just been told by like friends and family like other stuff, but my memory doesn't really kick in until like it's still pretty hot and dodgy around March.
0: Mm -hmm. When was the accident?
2: January, January 9th.
0: Wow. Last year. 2021, yeah. twenty twenty one. That's fascinating. So we've just hit like your one, we've just gone past your one-year anniversary then.
2: Yeah. Yeah, wow. but my brother made it really special. I was really scared and freaking out, and um, because I had a, like a panic. One of my last memories before the accident is going to his and his partner's place on Christmas Day, and as I was driving the same road, I thought I'd be fine. I was fine in the morning. I was fine as I left, and then I had like I was starting to have a panic attack, and the road was moving everywhere, and I had to ring him to come and get me. Um, oh, so
0: it's like your subconscious memory, like it was like buried in there. You've like remembered some stuff.
2: Yeah, it was. This was Christmas, so this was like two, two, three weeks before two, two weeks. Uh-huh. Ago. My That's terrible. <laughs> two weeks before the accident. So holy cow! Oh, before the accident,
0: that's like a premonition. I thought you meant like just recently, Whoa. like you went down that yeah. road and you kind of remembered stuff.
2: No, so because I used to live the same road that I followed to my brother's house, is where I live now because I've moved um, about an hour away. Um, so Christmas, Christmas Day, twenty twenty one. I was driving to my brother's house um, and his partner's place to go and have Christmas with their little baby boy, um, and that was all good. But that is one of my last memories before the 9th of January. so like, That was t- Christmas 2020. That's one of my last memories before 2021.
1: Wow. Yeah. Ooh. And do you know if it was, like, near the same spot that you had that panic attack or was it just on the same road? It wasn't. So it wasn't the same road as the accident.
2: Oh, it, was okay. the, it was just the – it was just – The last thing, one of the last things I remember doing
0: before waking up in hospital. Oh, wow. Wow. Not a nice, like, previous memory as well, to be having a panic attack. That's
2: scary. Yeah. So he's made it, his partner and him made it, um, made me a card saying, we're going to treat this like your second birthday. It should be something that's celebrated. Um, We're so happy to have you here. And like just made it a positive experience for me. So now I'm not so
0: scared of it that's yeah, beautiful is that what kind of led you into making your instagram account because let's talk, talk about that because i feel like your instagram account's very positive and it's very mm. real and raw and it's just good vibes yes. it's actually good vibes like even just watching your story today i was like, a voice memo you just being like damn girl like <laughs> you, know, you have some good vibes i love it
2: i was thank you that's like i get some messages like that being like you, know, you you know this makes me happy or this makes my day or gives me a good start to my day and i'm like that's why i keep doing it and mm-hmm. like just try and keep showing up but when I was looking when I first started looking into other people with amp- like who would have amputations um like sort of around my age similar sort of accident style I really struggled to find someone I could connect with yeah. it was I know it sounds stupid but it was all like American videos and everything and I was like it, it just didn't seem real and like it's only everything's when just sort of started becoming a little bit real now, but like, I just couldn't find someone I'm really connected with and I really wanted to be that person for someone else going through something similar. Like, mm. Oh wow. But there's still things I'm, I'm, I don't talk about on there yet that I want to, but I'm just, it's, I suppose it's a stigma around social media being Oh yeah. real and um, talking about things like, um, I don't know, like I'm sure so many people on my Instagram don't know I have a stoma.
0: Mm. I didn't know that. No, no, we actually haven't even really talked about like your
1: injury. Yeah, what actually like, happened?
0: Like, what let's talk about the actual injury itself. So, you've had this accident, you've come out of the window, you've woken up, you've kind of got memories in March.
1: Mm. You
0: are an amputee, you've had yeah. you've lost your leg, but there's many,
1: many more things yeah. that yeah. you acquired a lot, of,
0: a lot of other injuries. So, let's talk about the like initial injury, but then all your other ones, and we can go into all that because that's a part of your story. That's that's yeah. huge
2: it's um it's so weird because it doesn't feel real like to me yeah I have like little snippets of being real and moments where I wake like it's like a, a wake up but I'm like already awake and I'm just like oh, yeah. girl, where am I what am I doing like why am I like this uh, which is a bit scary but so the main injury was um that I severed my femoral artery um and I don't know how they kept me alive for as long as they did yeah. because I was a good 45 minutes out of
0: Canberra,
2: Or forty-five minutes out of like Woden, where the hospital where I went.
0: That is insane. Like, obviously, our backgrounds are nurse. We're nurses. So we're just like your femoral artery. Like, mm. oh, yeah. did you guys see the
2: um scan with the? You could see like one's all spaghetti, oh, wow. yeah. I love that scan.
0: Yeah, I was like looking at that like in detail. I was like, oh.
1: yeah. Anyone wants to head over to the Instagram and see that oh. image? It is
0: epic. I didn't. <laughs> oh,
2: I just totally forgot that we were doing like
0: a <laughs> recording, and I was like, what. <laughs>
1: Um, like who? Who's going to go lock it? <laughs> yeah. They're an audience. Um, this is a lie. We've got to tell you. We're kidding. <laughs> we're kidding. Oh god, are we? Oh. I'm kidding. So, I do have. social anxiety.
0: You're doing amazing. Honestly, you're doing amazing. So, so me, femoral artery, very important. That is yes. a, if you if you cut that, that is a huge blood loss. L- yeah, huge blood loss. So. Life-threatening. That is very life-threatening That for you to even survive that. That yes. is absolutely incredible. So obviously they've had to make that decision to do the amputation. Did they have to yeah. ask your family or did they just rush you straight into surgery and just had to go do what they needed to do to keep you alive? The uh, family have
2: in, filled me in with a couple of things. So um, uh, it was – I won't say which family member it was like just because I haven't run this past them or anything yet um, – and I know, like, obviously, this is very sensitive for for them. Um, but one of them was told, you know, if if this surgery doesn't go well, like, there's going to be another star in the sky tonight. And like, like that broke my heart when I when I heard that and that they had to go through that. Um, but I don't know if the surgery. I don't know how much of the surgery was done before they were all there. Um, apparently it was taken off in three steps yeah um and they were just about to take my hip like my whole hip and then one of the beautiful trauma nurses um was like like apparently was very very firm in saying no you have to try and so that's Mm -hmm. she's one of the reasons why i can still sit normally i still have the option to have like a prosthetic and all that sort of stuff
1: Wow.
2: Did that
0: answer your question or did I just go completely off track? No, that was that's great. That's powerful. That's powerful. Yeah, <laughs> wow. that's a yeah, big decision wow. for, for family to have to be involved in as well. And, like, obviously, so you've dealt with this amputation on your leg. And then what made you – you've obviously got other injuries as well. You just brought up your stoma. I don't know. So yeah. Some, a lot of people don't. We obviously know what stomas are. But can you explain what a stoma is? Just in your – Probably Just not <laughs> No, because we want layman's layman's to, Yeah.
1: People who listen to this podcast don't know about stomas. I poop in a bag.
2: There you go. Look at that. And it's yeah. The weirdest thing in the whole entire world. And I am so uncomfortable talking <laughs> that But, like, no, no, I'll talk about it. But, like, it's, I haven't spoken about it like, <laughs> publicly yet. Okay. So it's just the weirdest thing to, like, just look and be like, oh my God,
0: that's, that's, I'm supposed to do that. Like, why is that I'm doing that? That's part of my body. <laughs> oh is, it's god like it's interesting because like we deal with patients with this yeah. and we like we want to know their thought processes and like what mm. they go through like we try and help them and guide them through this yeah. as well but like it is it's a strange experience even if even mm. though, even though I know what stomas are I'll still be like well that shouldn't be outside my body yeah
2: yeah, like yeah. It, off, it was okay because I think I was just on copious amounts of drugs so I think that was big blur d- didn't matter, but I think towards, even towards the end of my hospital stay like realising, like coming to that I didn't, I have no control over, like if you can have, you can be guided with certain diets to have some form of control over it that really at the end of the day, it's like it's something air wants to come out of there it's coming out of
0: there and it's
1: like so embarrassing oh Oh my god i have the funniest story though it's
0: just like an involuntary fart situation yeah
1: Yeah. my granddad had bowel cancer and he had it removed and he had to have a temporary stoma they didn't know if they were ever going to be able to reverse it but they did eventually but he got the stoma for i don't know maybe it was like a year or two and he decided to because they said like you know don't drink alcohol don't drink like fizzy things and whatnot and like he just don't eat anything too spicy and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, he went to this Christmas event like at a friend's place and he took like – he took grape juice because he thought like grape juice is fine. It's like I can't have wine. I can't have any alcohol. So I'd take this grape juice. And he had this grape juice like all day at the Christmas party and then he like just was feeling a bit off and then he realized that he actually had bought like sparkling grape juice and kind of didn't really put two and two together that like drinking a whole thing of like sparkling grape juice ends in bubbles. (laughs) <laughs> and his entire stroma yeah. exploded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exploded. Wow. oh, from all the gas. From the gas. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the bag is- exploded everywhere. Oh, and, oh this- my heart. Granddad. <laughs>
0: okay, do not have a Don't drink sparkling,
2: sparkling, sparkling grape juice. Shit, I'm, like, very unfortunately, like, especially with, like, your nerves as well. So after that, like, this is embarrassing, but I'm going to say it anyway. After, um, after on the way to Christmas when I had that like panic attack, um, like a couple of hours later I was in my brother's car on the way to the picnic and we just stopped into a shop and just gotten um, something to drink each. And as we'd left I was just like I could just feel like this pressure and I was like, not now, 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 not now. And I was like lucky my brother is a very understanding person. <gasps> and something so something similar happened and <laughs> – um, I just said to my brother, I was like, yeah, Gala, like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't
0: look at me like this. <laughs> yeah. Even though he's seen me in much worse oh, states. naked. Whereas, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully not your brother, but you know, it could have happened. Remember, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's why you don't, you blocked it out. Mentally.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. Wow. It's, so moments like that can be really embarrassing, or like with work. Um, so, like, you know, dealing with clients at work, I sit down in a meeting room with them. And yeah, it's
1: just, it's, it sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What do you do?
0: You can't like put your hand over it. You can't like. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. They make I noises. i my hand on my
0: hip. Mm-hmm. They do make noises. I've seen mm-hmm. stomas plenty of times. And they mm-hmm. do. They make noises. They move. Like you got to.
1: Yeah. Uh, it works. You so next time you hear someone out there on the road or anywhere at a meeting that has yeah. like a weird gurgly noise. Just don't judge them because you never know what the hell is going on under there. Yeah, just crack on, mate. Just yeah, get who on cares? With it. Like, who also, cares? like, who, who who, actually cares?
0: And even if someone drops it and does a fart, like, who, who bloody cares? Just act like you don't even know what happened. Because mm. I've done plenty of times. Else. I've farted plenty of times and I've just been like, just act cool, just act cool. And then if, if, if you, you just keep act eye cool. contact. Yeah. And everyone else has acted cool and I'm like, thankful, <laughs> like, they fucking know. I know that you know. <laughs> but I'm so appreciative that they're not saying anything right now. Oh, my yeah. gosh.
2: Oh, oh, wow. Or if you've, like, if depending on, like, where your confidence is at or if you're just um, an all-around shy person, you just be like, so anyway, I have a stoma, so if you hear any noises, just laugh with me. That'd be great. <laughs> that'd be great. Thank you.
1: Because <laughs> I'm dying on the inside too, okay? 100%, yeah. <laughs> I'm broken. I am broken.
0: Well, so that's a lot to deal with. to deal with yeah. deputation, to deal even with waking things. up with a stoma and having mm. to learn even how to use that. That's already yeah. a big life mm. challenge. Any, like what else has been going on? Um, so Body, man, seriously. I
2: had to learn to control my bladder again as well um, because that burst. And so I had a tube in my, where all your organs are, I had a tube coming out to drain the, like the urine out of that cavity as well as the, um, oh my God, I can't remember the name of it. I think it's an SPC. Yeah, and it's a, yep. The. And the other one, so I had like three tubes coming out. Yeah, for um, all for the wheeze, which was great. Um, had a cracker thirtieth birthday. Woke up with um, wet the bed. That was good. Mm,
0: um, love that. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> great. <laughs> what a great story. Yes. <laughs> um, I was because
2: I was the I was apparently the most um, critical in ICU for like four weeks. So. Um, The scan, they couldn't scan me because I was too fragile. So I was, I don't know what the proper medical term is, but I was cut open from basically just like my um, breastbone down to just above my pubic bone. Um, So I've got a really cool scar through there. Um, I had, I've got two scars under, like a scar each under each underarm. Um, I had like my lung, I think my, one of my lungs collapsed or something or both of them weren't great. And then, I um, had fluid on the lungs, so I had to get my, like, lungs pierced and drained, and um, and I just remember, like, that's something I kind of had bad dreams about, like, when I'm looking up at my dad and I'm just screaming in pain and just being like, I just want to stop, like, I want this to stop, and my poor dad's just holding my hand, just, like, looking at me, being like, it's all right, it's going to be okay. <laughs> um, I snapped the head of my right femur, um, and like my leg, almost. I think what they the way they describe it, it's like a Chinese burn. Well, I don't know. Uh, so, because I've, I've like missing a fair decent chunk of skin on the inside of my thigh, because it was like where it must have like pinched. Mm. It started rotting. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so that's where all the fevers came from, and the, like the infection. This was on your leg. Yeah, this is on my right leg. So, so that one was all pinned straight, mm-hmm. um, and I'd smashed my pelvis as well. So I was. All together with a Cross-fix, yeah. Yes. Jesus. Um, woman. So there was that. Oh god, I, I just don't do things in halves. No, oh. no, no, no. You went uh,
0: poor, man.
2: Heaps of cuts on my face. Like I've got, I don't know, you can't really probably see them, but I've got scars like down here. Mm. And then from the tubes, and I've got I had stitches in the in my forehead here. And if I raise my eyebrow like that, you can
1: see on that side. Mm. Mm. Goodness. Um,
2: yeah, didn't re-broke my nose to look cute, but yeah.
1: What do we do that for? <laughs>
2: Don't do that. But apparently I didn't break anything. Apparently I thought I'd broken an arm, but
0: I didn't. Oh, well, mm. thank goodness for that, eh? You already had enough going on.
1: God, no wonder yeah. you were critical in ICU. That sounds, that sounds horrific. You would have come I mean, in like a big old mess.
0: Yeah, it was pretty gnarly, yeah.
1: Mm. And this was only a year ago. And yeah. look at you now.
0: Like, honestly, look at you now.
1: Yeah, you should be super proud of yourself. That's a big journey, man.
0: Can we just talk about you going to the gym at, like, 5 a.m. Like, this morning? What? Like, I can't even do that. Like, I'm not nah. into my own excuses. And I was like, look at this gal. Mm. Man.
2: It's Yeah, it's like like what I said to you earlier. It like it's the same what happens when you die a couple of times. Like, mm. the motivation goes up. Like, I had heaps of trouble with sleeping. I went to, like, sleep clinics. I would, like, it was almost as if my body didn't, fall asleep until like apparently it instantly went into REM sleep or whatever. Mm. And then it wouldn't uh, like the normal time people get up like six 7 o'clock or whatever. I was still in like a really, really deep sleep and I would not hear alarms. I've slept through chainsaws going off near near me when I've been camping. I could sleep through anything and I've like nearly lost jobs from it. Everything. Like this is so weird for everyone to see that I'm awake and it still shocks me. Um, but I find it the best time now, and I wish I could have done it before, but I find it the best time now because it's a time when my phone is quiet, yeah, and I've got time. I think the gym is the only place where my mind off,
1: yeah, mm. yeah that's great though, that you found that specific thing you know that like helps you kind of process and start the day, mm. yeah,
0: something healthy and positive yeah. and you're just like working on yourself like mm. it's it's such a an attractive and i don't know like i was so drawn to her instagram story today like i literally i was just like
1: yes yeah, i got home and she's like have you watched her instagram story and i was like no i've been so busy at work and she's like you need to watch it and i made a change <laughs> i was like
0: forced her i was like you know what yeah I, i'm a sack of potatoes sitting a home <laughs> you know and look at her like this is amazing yeah. and i just i just Very get emotional. so proud like obviously our backgrounds nursing and we just get so proud mm-hmm. when we see people like just looking after themselves. Well, I mean, we should look after ourselves. Yeah. So, no, seriously, we need to work <laughs> on that. But we just love getting and hearing your story yeah. and, like, and just getting, even when you said to me, you were just like, yeah, it takes Don a couple of times to um, yeah, to really retrain that brain and to be like, you know, put yourself first.
2: Well, driving was, I know, was, yeah, this is nothing that sounds stupid as well, but it, it means a lot to me. Like when before the accident, I used to love being able to drive a manual, like definitely my preferred choice. Like, Mm. you know, I just thought I was some kind of a cool human being. And um,
0: (laughs) I feel that too. Yeah, yeah, I drive a (laughs) manual.
2: Because my left leg's gone. It's like, am I ever going to be able to drive a manual again? And I'm just so grateful and lucky that I still have my right leg so I can still – I didn't have to worry about going through getting modifications done to a car. Um, I can still use my right leg, which has is my – I couldn't drive. If I couldn't have been driving for like the few the few months that I have been now, I feel like I would be in a very different head.
1: Mm, definitely adds that extra independence that you, you know you often yeah. need after having something traumatic happen to you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. A massive thing. So, I guess the fact that you're even in the car is impressive in itself. Do yes. you remember the first time you got back into a car? Did you have any memories? Did you feel safe? Did you feel unsafe? Was there anything kind of interesting about that experience?
0: Yeah, like triggers. Did you get any mm. triggers? The, no, because
2: I don't, I don't really remember too much about, yeah, I don't really remember too much. I don't, I don't remember anything about the accident. I don't remember getting in the car. I don't remember any of that.
1: Mm.
2: Um, so I my last memories of that day are like hours before I even headed out there, my first time in a car was in a taxi. I remember turning a corner and just like holding on, being like, Dude, slow down. Like, this is somewhat kind of terrifying. Yeah. But I think I was just more scared of being in the wheelchair and not having control to be able to get away if I needed to. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm terrified of spiders, and my carer had a spider in her car, and it was the first spider I had encountered and i could be vulnerable doesn't it i forgot that i couldn't be as agile as i once was and i went to put both hands on the side of the door to like reef myself out and then i realized i couldn't really get very far i was just sitting on
1: the side of the seat like get it away from me like the spider knows it knows it's gonna get me this is this is the time it knows i'm more vulnerable right now (laughs) oh they're disgusting
0: oh god
1: wow that is funny. Yeah. As so, you talking about your really carer. Works. I know I saw a post. I don't know how long ago it was. Am I even actually your first post or recent? Yeah. Like, you know, ages ago. That your carer is your friend. Is that still true?
2: Yeah, yeah. So she's um, we're like we didn't meet. We didn't we didn't know each other before the accident. So I'm like I met her as my carer. She okay. was um, kind of thrown into into it. The poor bugger. She was just like we have this girl. She's coming home from a hospital. She needs someone. This, 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 and this, um, and she's she's like twenty six, and we just got along so well. And the best thing about her is that, besides her just amazing self, is that she doesn't make me feel disabled. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And we, she's not like, come on, Cheryl, in time sure to do the groceries, or, you know, any of that sort of crap. She's like get in my car, I'm going to tell you about my stories, my juicy stories, and I'm just like, yes,
1: (laughs) tell me your story. That's how it should be. It's a good vibe. Mm. Yeah, she's
0: great. How much support do you need, like, with your everyday activities and things like that since she accident? Like, what things do you struggle with? What do you need help with? Like, obviously you can drive, which is, that's amazing that you can drive. That's such a positive. I totally Mm. understand what you mean by saying that if you didn't, have that yeah. you'd be in a different headspace because mm. that gives you such independence mm. so i totally feel that but yeah. what are things that you kind of yeah what what do you struggle with now compared to pre-accident life
2: um cuz i'm really stubborn so i <laughs> it, yeah i really pushed i really pushed to do a lot of things like even like the first time i drove like i probably probably shouldn't have um and I just sort of threw my wheelchair and because my dad lent me his ute which is awesome so I just threw the wheelchair in the back and went for a drive and I, was, I said my brother was here at home with me and I was like "If I'm not back in 10 minutes probably come and get me um yeah so he was just like <laughs>
1: okay and should um, I follow behind
2: <laughs> I made sure like before I left hospital, I was. Well, I went to my friend's house after I left hospital, but I'm, i I've really wanted to make sure that I could shower independently and that I didn't have to have anyone around me while I was, like, while I was naked and um, have enough of that. Yeah, you
0: know, uh, too much of that. Already. So,
2: um, like I think I put a video up of like me trying to cook a lasagna. Like I just I try and push myself, <laughs> um, but Hannah helps with like. Even though if I can do my washing, I really appreciate it when she does.
1: Mm. Um, I appreciate or when she, Donna does my washing.
0: Oh, it's just the
2: best. Like, I hated mm. that pre accident, let alone yeah. approach, housework
1: like, in general.
2: She makes my bed because I'm in a queen size bed at the moment, just one in between hospital beds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hospital style beds. Um, and so she makes that for me because uh, I can't get around the other side. I can't. Mm. I'm safe. <laughs> oh. uh, but, like, I, I cook, I use the oven, I cook, I do. Uh, oh, and she pushes my, um, she helps me with my groceries because I can't. It would be difficult to push a trolley around. I don't like using the word. I can't.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay. You're focusing on mindset and power yeah. of words. Power of language is, is important, very yeah. important. Mm-hmm. I oh. will, I can, I can't. Like, they literally can change Mm -hmm. change everything yeah totally agree with that so you can but it's it's obviously it's hard Mm. and you acknowledge that and you accept the help
1: Mm. that's yeah so you said before that you because you have a hip joint you can have a prosthetic do you wear a prosthetic often and if you don't how do you mobilize
2: so my my story is a little bit more more um tricky than your average prosthetic Mm -hmm. it's um at the moment i'm a wheelchair Wheelchair bound, um, learning on crutches, um, because by because of how high my amputation was, I've literally got like the smallest amount of femur left.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't
1: know, random. Right
2: yeah. And <laughs> so what they're going to do is, uh, I don't know. Do you know about osseointegration? No. Um, so there's a doctor in Sydney, uh, Professor Almendiras, who I'm going to, who I've had a meeting with. Uh, already and the way that they're going to do it is really interesting um they're going to implant a nail into my femur and I'll have like a piece of metal sticking out the bottom of my leg mm-hmm. um, and where I have to turn it every day and it grows my bone a millimeter every day
0: Grows oh, so, your bone yeah I didn't know you yeah. could grow your own bone
2: so, <laughs> it's just new bit of
0: a DIY project. No. Like Till when? Yeah. Are you in this, like, brand new, like, has this been done many times before? Is this, like, a normal thing? Or, like, is this some kind of new He's medical a thing that, yeah, I've never heard of before? Um, they can actually make themselves taller. Is this the same thing? Uh,
2: don't, don't make yourself taller. It's freezing up here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know you can have surgery to make yourself taller. Is this, like, the same thing?
1: I
2: don't know. Uh, I don't know because they, they're not going to be able to grow like my whole leg back. So I'm just growing at 10 centimeters um, to, so there's enough bone there to implant um, a, a rod into. Mm-hmm. 10 centimeters. Then, that's,
0: that's significant. Good. How long mm-hmm. is that going to take? What's the estimation of a 10 centimeter growth? Probably about three and a half months. Wow. Um, oh, yeah. That's cool. This
2: guy's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's um, so they're, they're at the Lim Reconstruction Centre in um, Macquarie Park, Macquarie
0: mm-hmm.
2: University in Sydney. Um, so, yeah, it's that bit. When I first went there, it was really, really, really confronting. And I really struggled with being there. Um, people were lovely. I just wasn't ready for it.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: Because you mentioned yeah. how you find it when you had your accident, you didn't really have a community or some people to talk to about this. And that's kind of why you started your Instagram account. Yeah. Is that what kind of, that is? That's what pushed you, hey? Because you kind of realize you're like, there's no one for me to talk to. Because like, even for you to find out about this, like people are going to listen to this podcast mm. and be like, wow, they might know somebody where that information is absolutely so beneficial. Yeah, them. just by you saying it on this podcast, you know. And if the community is so small out there, mm-hmm. your Instagram is so powerful. powerful. What you're doing and coming and talking to us and talking to people about your journey that's why it's so important so like can you Mm. talk to us a little bit more about your Instagram what made you start it when did you actually start I didn't look at the start date of your Instagram great question (laughs) (laughs) let me just grab a look right there yeah what Mm. made you were you just sitting in bed one day and you're like you know what I want to create a community I want to do that I want to be that gal
2: um I think I have moments like my personality is like I have moments where I'm like I'm
0: I'm fabulous. Like if you if you don't mind, I'm actually amazing. I think uh, there you are, hundred percent.
2: At other moments, I'm just like, why did I do that? <laughs> Everybody hates it. It's um, yeah, it's
0: just, it's just cycle. syndrome. Is that what they call it now? Mm-hmm. Everyone seems to go through it. Mm. Ah, and then you're like, yeah, amazing. We go through it. today you, know, you saw me before in the pre chat when we'll just have a little chat before. We'll yeah. my little panties. When was your first post?
2: Um, 22nd August, 2021. So it was uh, yeah, a, f- a few weeks after I'd gotten home. Mm. Wow. Because, uh, yeah, like another little stupid story, but it's, so I was with someone, I was in a relationship for four and a half years and that broke down and it was nothing horrible. We just were becoming. On more more on a friend level, I would say, Um, and we ended up having the conversation, and you know things. I ended up moving out um, for a few weeks, um, and where I met um, anyway, I met I met someone else, and um, yeah, who is an incredible incredible person. Um, But so my. Brain didn't really get to adjust too much. I was like, I, did, I never went home after hospital. I couldn't go back to my friend's place. I didn't go back to my ex's place. So um, all in amongst all of it, I had to relocate as well. I know I just completely went off subject there. But, um, mm. yeah, so that one was the 22nd of August. So I'd only been home for a few weeks.
0: What prompted you to make the Instagram account? Um, Do that first post. I don't really know, to be honest. Well, I'm glad you just did. just a moment, a spontaneous moment. Did. Something inside you was like people just need yeah, to hear my story. And so, they need oh, I, Yeah.
2: I saw like on TikTok and stuff, like I saw videos of these people and like, you know, they had uh, like they they were sharing their story and I like I wasn't really realizing that like I have like I have a story. Yeah. Now, like everyone has a story, but like my now mine's with the experience I've been through. Not, not many people go through go through this, or they don't, they don't really know someone who's mm. gone through it. So I was like, and I like I would get asked questions, and I maybe I feel like maybe that might have something to do with it. And just being like, you know, well, I'll just share it on here, and that way I can control what I want to share. Um, I don't like I can do it all at my own pace, um, and then when I'm comfortable and Try and remember that I want to be that person that I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I've definitely shared more here than I have.
1: On. <laughs> oh, how privileged are we? Yeah. We're so blessed to be able to share that experience with you. Thank you.
2: You know where I poop from ah!
1: now. We know the ins and outs. Don't yeah, worry, I did a wear bush wear. poo last week. So it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> she did. She did a, a bush poo. <laughs> but Hell yeah. Sometimes I would kill for a stoma, to be honest, because my bowels have their own plans. They got their own plans. <laughs> she got some serious
0: IBS issues.
1: I've yeah. been living with her for
0: a while, and Yeah. I'm like, it's a, so it's a hard. whole thing.
1: I never know what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. So
2: <laughs> it pretty convenient if I was to go, like, if I was going to go to the footy or something, like, I wouldn't have to really move. I
1: know.
0: How yeah, fair? <laughs> mean, like, take the pros and cons. Exactly. Man. I mean, you if, you I eat, to if I eat, a positive. Hungry Jacks Whopper, I fucking love Hungry Jacks Whoppers, but I tell you, five minutes you later, know? I get the squits. Whoa. Yeah, I get the squits. So bad. <laughs> It's so always a bad time. She's going <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, squid is the best word ever. I love the word. But I still yeah. eat the Hungry Jacks. I don't even care. It's but worth the squid. I make sure that I'm in the vicinity of my own home, and I can enjoy the burger and enjoy being, oh, you wow. know. Mm. and the toilet off. Hey, we're vulnerable Yeah. If people are going to sit there and listen to us for an hour, talk shit, they have to listen to our well act on the pun. Yeah, our 100%. actual shit. 100%. Don't want listen. <laughs> Fucking turn it off. Put the radio on then.
1: Everyone does it. I love
2: it. I just have never heard anyone call it the squits. I've heard people call it the squats.
0: <laughs> I hadn't either until I met Jess and I was like, what the fuck's the squits? It's a good word. I love it. <laughs> The squits, no.
1: It's great, though. It's like, oh, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she had it last week at the wedding. We were at a wedding. Yeah, it was about
1: time. She had to do a bush poo. Oh, yeah. I don't want to reminisce anymore.
0: <laughs> we got there 30 seconds before the bride came out of the car. I feel so much okay. I'm so much okayer. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so much <laughs> well, I'm glad you feel better. You know? I'm roughing. <laughs> Sanna shits in a bush. I get squits after HJs. It all happens, you know. Let's just be vulnerable
1: together. <laughs> it's a safe place safe place oh same environment of all the shit. Yeah. oh my god all right Whew. Whew, all right back on topic back on topic I guys sweat stop talking about shit okay all right oh okay right so let's focus here okay <laughs> yeah. i know that we spoke a bit privately about the nds and you kind of were like I don't actually even know what it's about, really. And I'm like, that is so interesting because
0: hmm. we
1: actually spoke to someone recently who said that the NDA accident kind of like started like five years ago. Yeah, five years ago. Which baffles me.
0: 16 years ago and only in the last five years. I thought years it was something that
1: support. was forever. And it like always gave people support. So the fact that you are like a year out of your accident, you still have no idea what's going on there. How does that process work? It yeah,
0: must start. What um, do I get? Do they start like the whole hmm. process? Like because you bloody need it. Like, and yeah. it changes people's recovery tenfold and mental mm. health and everything like that when they do have that NDIS support.
2: So I've got, um, I was accepted into the lifetime care um, scheme mm-hmm. as well as NDIS. Um, so what, what I do understand of it is what's been explained to me is basically whatever lifetime care would look after, NDIS wouldn't. Wow. So uh, lifetime care covers um, anything to do with, like, recovery surgeries. Um, I literally had a meeting with them the other day, and they said the three things, and I can't remember them. But um, with NDIS, I had a, um, some kind of a c- coordinator, mm. um, and I haven't used any of my other NDIS stuff because I've got no idea what it's for.
1: Wow. Right.
2: But, a big thing in that is it's been explained to me mm. four or five times it's just the amount of stuff i had no idea how much of a full time job being a single disabled human being was mm-hmm. like and yeah people think some like the impression that i got wording right the impression that i got from people is um you know, some people would be on the phone and be like, oh, you know, like it must be nice to be able to get out of the house today. And it's like I have a lot to do. (laughs) I do a lot. I don't just sit on my ass and watch TV. I don't like and it's all these things that you just don't realise until you're in it. And the appointments and I've got 50 million different people around me. I'm so lucky to have these people around me, like rehab coordinators, um, like so like uh, Dr. Rangier, who does like my colostomy, stoma, that sort of stuff. Um, I'm going to forget all these people. I've got a sex therapist who's amazing.
1: Um, you. I didn't even know they existed. Talk about sex. I'm starting to be a sexologist. Did you know that? Well, Great sexologist. right? <laughs> right here, Be
0: careful what you say. Mm, we don't get blocked on Instagram, but sexologists in the We can say it on the pod. Sex, sex, sex,
1: sex, sex, block us. Yeah. <laughs> nice, block nice. Us.
0: We got the special ratings. We can say whatever the fuck we want on mm. this podcast without getting blocked, like our Instagram. Yeah. But anyway. That's what we want. We're doing a sex therapist, yes. like within a year. Because, I mean, fuck that's fucking important.
1: Yeah. It's
2: like everything changed. Like, um, mm-hmm. like I had like bits Removed, like cut off, like bits of glass picked out of there, and um, with this being so close, so everything. I think what the, the biggest thing I struggle with is with that sort of an area is that everything looks so different, mm-hmm. and my stoma is so close to that area. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so having um having the sex therapist on board to really help as just someone I could talk to, um talk to in that sort of a way that I was fully comfortable with talking to, you know, and it's like a job, they do it, you know, they're around it, they're so experienced in it. And even though like, um, so my, I, I've got a bit of a sex work history mm-hmm. and I learnt so much, from, I, I had no idea like all of these, exciting,
1: fangdangly things that are out there. Fangdangly. I love that so much. Honestly, even you just speaking about this makes me so excited to do sexology. I feel like there are so many people out there that have these massive changes and don't know how to deal with them. And they just think, like a lot of the time, they probably think, oh, I'm just never going to have sex again. I'm never going to do that again. No one's ever going to touch me there again. I'm just going to completely cut that part of my life off. And you don't have to do that. There's so many other ways that you can do things and sex is not just one way like it is never just one way never. It ex- like even just you know other other people who have different sexes have sex as well like it does it's so many different things that are out there that you wouldn't mm-hmm. think of until you're in that situation and it doesn't mean that you need to cut that off forever because it's such an important part of your life it's such a joyous part of life that you don't want to cut off so I'm so happy that you found someone that's made you so comfortable in finding yourself again mm-hmm
2: like it's all it's all still very much a learning curve like yeah. um uh like i'm basically celibate again like it's been a long time <laughs> well, you need
0: a little time mate so am i okay <laughs> i mean it's like i, mean, I you probably, just, you probably had more sex than zana too, <laughs> to be <quite laughs> fucking honest <laughs> <laughs> i have had none since my accident none well, it's been a long time for zana everyone has their moments okay yeah
2: I feel like the, the, that job is just so so crucial like with with my background in that like double background in that sort of work mm-hmm. like I'm one that like is okay and happy to speak about it as to where some people who like um, turn the really judgy eye on that kind of work or you know um, you know old school like you know, you, you don't talk about this behind like, outside of closed doors mm-hmm. um, all that sort of stuff like, imagine the amount of people that have been in an accident and either their things like their bits don't work or um, like they've got to relearn everything or because of the swelling like you're losing feeling and you get worried about having things like a nerve block and is that gonna affect this area like if someone like me who would be like hey <laughs> this this needs to continue like <laughs> this
0: i feel you girl
1: i'm not ready to do that yeah i'm
0: glad you put yourself first Mm. and you're like hello Mm -hmm. can we please talk about my future orgasms yeah (laughs) because i could go into that subject a lot
2: like with the whole stay in hospital and how people in your face all the time like 24 7 you get like hardly any privacy like how do you have time to have a stress release
0: like that when you're in hospital for Muck. i feel mm-hmm. bad for my patients all the time when i'm knocking on their door all the time i mean i found them doing some sneaky shit and i'm not surprised <laughs> but like you obviously you just act
1: cool and you're like yeah oh, i
0: understand yeah i understand <laughs> do you boo
1: but yeah no, the, the embarrassment for them would be huge oh, yeah. yeah but i think it's, it's such a transformative time as well like you're saying everything looks different your yeah. your i guess what do you like to call like do you call it a stump what do you call your leg
0: Call it lefty. 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 I knew All you right. would have some kind of like name for a lefty. I, <laughs> every time I hear stump, I just picture Yeah, like, I don't
1: like the word stumpy. I, yeah, stump. I really don't like you the word said stump. Because I, I knew she wouldn't like the word stump. I yeah. knew there was another word. So lefty. So like lefty's right there as well. You've got your stoma right there. There's a lot of things going on that like take away from you being able to completely switch off during a sexual experience because you're like, yeah, yeah. if someone's down there, you're like, oh, God, they can, there's that there, there's that there, there's that there. Like how kind of has that experience been? I know you said that you haven't obviously had sex since the injury, but how has your sexual therapist helped you kind of normalize your new bits?
2: Unfortunately, uh, like everything else is like I'm getting used to, but Mm -hmm. the stoma is a massive deal breaker for me. And I yeah, go in for I've got a colonoscopy next week. Um, and hopefully I'll be able to talk to them about reversal because I just want it gone.
1: Amazing. It's,
2: it's yeah, I've I've really, really struggled with that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. which is totally understandable and it's yeah. good that you are aware of that as well. Yeah. That's great. Proud of you, girl. Proud of you, you, you for putting your sexuality, like putting your sexual needs first. Like it's it's a very like do you know so many women like all women do this and men do this too, to be quite honest, is, you know, you're like, Oh my God, like, do I look fat? Oh my God. I got a little roll. Yes. Oh my God. My titties aren't so perky. Oh my God. Like my pit smell. There's just like a million things going through our heads when we're already intimate with somebody. Mm-hmm. And when you're dealing with these medical things as well, these big, big, big things, that's a lot. It makes you, you know, go back and be like, Oh, what the fuck am I complaining about? Like mm. people do. They're just, complain. Yeah, but
1: it's all relative, I guess. It's like you, you everyone has to be comfortable or try, I mean, doesn't have to be, but they have to try and be as comfortable as you can in the in the skin and the body that you're in, I guess. And know that like the person that's being intimate with you wants to be intimate with you. And they don't care about all those little things. And like we do care. Of course we care. And it takes a lot to break through that. But the people who love us and you know someone who wants to go down there they're not going down there if they don't want to go down there. So they, I know. you know, we, always your head still does mild. Like you still do headbuns, right? It does no matter what. But like realistically, we should just embrace and be like, oh yeah, they want to do that. Okay. okay. So <laughs> I'm all the time in my
0: head. I'm like, oh my god, no. Say. Oh my god, man. he doesn't want to be with me. I
1: just, I had a fucking whopper yesterday. Like I can't do that. You've like got like fifty rolls like, down there. Like what's going on? I, I do that me? in
0: my head honestly, and then all of a sudden I'm like, no, you know what? I'm a sexy mm. being. I gotta do this. I'm, I'm a sexy love being. Our bodies. So I'm so proud mm. of you for being a sex therapist. Oh, she yes is.
2: I wish like I hope that yeah, people can spread the word to like you know like their families or, like or anyone like you know you, you never know who you're gonna tell that it could impact their life I, and yeah. I just feel like i've yeah it's it's just I would hate to know i I would have hated to have gone through this experience and not have known I didn't know sex therapy was a thing yeah like and until I was sitting I was sitting, having a meeting here at home um with my um I think she's a rehabilitation manager. I'm so bad with the names, <laughs> but um, she was like, "Oh, um, there's this there's this person. Would you be interested in seeing them?" And I was like, "Yes, like most definitely." Because I thought I just thought to myself, like in the early days, I was like, "This is the end of the days." Yeah. Like this is this is it, and like you do have that mentality where you just like mm-hmm. I hated myself before. I was in a, like I was in a really bad place. Um, uh, yeah, struggled a fair bit with um, depression before and I, I could nitpick every little piece of my body and like, like like most of us can and like just hated and now like those bits that I hated, I've somewhat started to be like, you know what, you're actually not that bad. Like <laughs> <laughs> but there's definitely still those um, those steps that you have to get over and it did take – it's still taking a lot for me to be able to be comfortable and I'm just really lucky I have
0: someone who's very 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 supportive yeah amazing I love that I love that we we talked about this topic because I honestly feel like this is going to reach people this is going to reach someone and they're going to listen to this and be like I don't even know sex therapy was a thing Mm. I don't even know that and they're going to reach out and they're going to get help that's it should be there for everyone yeah. honestly I'm just like why didn't I know about this before it like, it all been... through the gaps all the time though and that's like yeah. I mean to know that NDIS was only really come into like someone that we interviewed recently like 16 years he's been in a wheelchair and he's only properly had NDI support in the last five years
1: yeah he had to rely on his family to do like probably to leave their jobs to be carers full-time yeah. like that's not possible in this day and age for for someone to give up their entire life, I mean, as much as as a parent or as a friend or as a partner or whatever Mm -hmm. that has a partner or a family member or whatever that goes through a situation like this and ends up with a disability, it is so much pressure on them to think that they have to be this carer and they have to give up everything. Imagine if you had no other choice but to do that because there was no other support. Yeah. Like you're already struggling, your child or friend or partner's already struggling and then you're also struggling too. It's like it just... Mm -hmm. It's not a good mental space for anyone to be in. So the fact that these supports and like this lifetime thing that you're part of is a thing is incredible.
0: Yeah. External support is absolutely key it's necessary. I think, to an ultimate recovery. Yeah. I think like to know that your accident was literally just over a year ago, yes. to see your mindset, to see your yep. headspace, to see you putting yourself out there, openly talking, working on yourself and working and working and gymming and going to the gym and like all
1: this stuff it's just so incredible to see and that's
0: literally what drove us to you to being like we need you to talk to Mm. us please like imagine like
1: another year from now like you're gonna be like kicking goals
0: and we're gonna see that (laughs) we're gonna see your entire journey and we cannot wait to follow it hopefully it would have got a bit by then.
1: yeah
0: (laughs) sorry we can't wait you gotta tell us when it does happen yeah (laughs) i'm sure
1: you have i'm sure you have (laughs) so i know this question was something that you were a bit apprehensive about um but Just give us a kind of, I guess, run over of what your advice possibly would be to someone who potentially has been in a recent accident or someone who potentially has lost a limb or has found themselves in the same situation that you're in. What kind of would you say to them in those first kind of moments or weeks or months after that accident?
2: Um, Yeah, it would definitely, like everyone's different and um, yeah, I think like, yeah, like I said before, it would probably just be just, just hold on. Like just, just give yourself a minute. Like, try. I think bringing yourself into yeah, you know, when everything is going and going and going and going, and like I hear so many people be like, oh, you know, I couldn't do, I couldn't do that, I couldn't do that. Like, you would be fucking surprised at what you can do when you're faced with it and you don't have another option. Um, because me beforehand. Not a chance I would have been out of thought. I would have, like make any sense of that sentence whatsoever. Not a chance I would have thought that I could have done this. And But another difference is, is that I do have great supports. As much as I don't like to tell them everything, they and I, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. Like you know, they, they can now read sort of through that. Um, but, yeah, so I'm very lucky in that sense that I do have support. But things get better. It may be three steps forward, two steps back,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but a, a thing I read in actually this is another another thing. I think I read in a book while well, I'm just Miss Wires over here. <laughs> <laughs> I read it. I didn't read before either. Oh,
0: look at that new skill!
1: Wow,
0: uh,
2: <laughs> You know, I have to get my bit of paper and read it down the line. Like that, <laughs> I, but they, this thing in this book said, if you change your life. One percent worse every day. You, you know, you will notice a difference in, in a hundred days. Mm-hmm. Like there's going to be a difference. Yeah. So if you can make a positive change, even if it's just one thing, one bit of one thing that you do. Yeah. Whether it be get up ten minutes earlier or an hour earlier, or if you can. <laughs> um, or, you know, do something self-care every day or just make 1% more
0: positive in a – like you'll notice a difference in 30 days for sure.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100% so, 100% better in 100 days. It's the I
0: thing. I mean, I mean Zana, you, my
1: bed's been made every day since I've gone home. It's pretty it's bloody like impressive. It's those like little,
0: those little
1: things. I started doing it maybe three months ago, I'd say, mm-hmm. three or four months ago, and I just decided – I'm going to start making my bed every day. And every time I don't make my bed, I have, actually have not had a single day that I haven't made my bed. But every time I make it, I think, I, I think of something that I'm grateful for that day. And I think life is good today and I don't want to not make my bed because for some, in some psychological reason, not making my bed makes me think that if I don't make that bed, then something's going to happen today. And <laughs> it sounds silly, well, but, but it's something that takes a minute of your
0: day or a minute of your and day. And you come
1: home and your bed's made, and it's not like your life starts, or your day starts less chaotic because you've made your bed and you've set this like intention for the day. Every time I wake up, I say, I'm going to set an intention for the day and I make my bed. And it, it does, it makes you think about every day as a new day and take that day as an amazing fresh start. And some days that I don't know, other people don't get that. Other people don't get another day. So every time I make my bed, I'm just like, yes, okay, this is a new day. I'm going to take it as it comes. Yep. And then the next day, if anything happens, you make your bed again and it just you know, gets rid of all the shit that happened the day before and you make your new bed. Yep. <laughs> it's all good. There's people out there that can't make their bed. Exactly. Exactly right. 100%.
0: Yeah. So these so oh, tiny changes every mm-hmm. single day that add up to this humongous success. And then you're a badass.
1: Yeah. And it's I, all
0: about a journey like it's just as so much as yeah as much
1: You're... as biggest cliche everyone ever says is life's a journey but it is it really is and everyone has a unique journey and like tomorrow is not going to be the same as today and the day after that's not going to be the same as today and the things that you deal with aren't going to be the same but it's still a journey and at the end of the day in 100 days if you make yourself better one percent every single day your life is going to be exponentially better 100 percent
2: the days can be the same if you allow them to. What's that thing going around on Instagram? You can either
0: evolve or repeat.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you had a f- fucking sick day, why would you not repeat that? Exactly. Like, I had a sick day. Also, like,
0: you're going to have shit days. But even if you didn't even have this accident, even if this is your prior life, like, you're going to have shit days. We mm-hmm. all have shit days, but you just have to oh, embrace it. Be yeah. like, I'm having a shit day. I'm going to have a little cry in the shower. I'm just going to, like... Yeah. fucking eat that pizza I don't give a shit anymore <laughs> tomorrow's a fresh new day yes I'm yeah. talking about Zana's story today yeah but <laughs> tomorrow is a fresh day and yeah. you have to go through that with your entire life so just acknowledge openly yeah. talk about it reach for help mm-hmm.
2: you know, guys like always say to people like because people will say something to me like they'll be like say they're having a bad day and they'll be like I shouldn't be complaining to you or whatever and I'm just like Everyone has their level of heart, like everyone has exactly. their level of tolerance, everyone has their level of whatever they're dealing with could be the worst thing that they've dealt with so far in their life just because it's different doesn't mean it's any less easy for them. It doesn't mean. Yes, that, that is so it's so important. It's, it's like nobody should judge their another person's journey and no matter what it may seem like to you, you're not that person. You don't live in their shoes. You can't sit there and go, oh, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You have no fucking idea. Like, everyone's journey is different. And that's one thing that really pisses me off, especially when I was in a really bad mood the other day and I was just at the end of, like, of my coping mechanisms and I was like, nah, I'm crying. I'm having a bad day. Fuck everyone. And this woman that I was on the phone to, she ended up was talking about my stoma and I was just breaking down. And then she found out later that, like, Out later in the conversation, that I was missing my leg and all that sort of stuff, and she was like, Oh, at least you'll get one of those cool new legs. Yeah, it does. Can't wait. What's what? Oh, like,
1: um, like something. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's very hard for people who don't have an experience, I guess, with people who've gone through traumas, like knowing what to say, and they say something. Without really thinking what they're saying, because they just want to feel the silence. But sometimes you don't need to feel a silence. You just need to let that person be and know that, like, you're never going to understand what they're going through. And that's okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, read the room. Yeah. Like, if
2: someone's bawling their eyes out, maybe don't have a shot like that. Like, you know, if people are having a laugh and a good conversation or whatever, like, you know, that's that's like, that's okay. Like you, like you, everyone has their different points. And like, yeah. Yeah. Some people, yeah. Like my days before, I feel like I'm still in a better position mentally now than I was pre-accident.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Incredible it's not weird. I think that's actually yeah. really understandable out of anything is that when you go through something like that, it does make you appreciate everything that you kind of probably never even thought about before. You just thought, I get to live this life. Yeah, cool. But, you know, you think you appreciate every single thing when these things happen to you. And I think us being nurses, even though we've never had specifically a traumatic episode happen to ourselves, we see it happen to other people and we see how precious life is every single day and we know what it's like to go through those things because we've seen it firsthand. Yeah. And I think... And like, that's traumatic. Yeah, but it's powerful as well because we... It makes us so humble. It makes us so understanding of other yeah, people yeah. in their journeys. And like, you know, everyone, like you said before, it is relative. Everyone's life is relative. And you come into work sometimes and you're like, man, I've had this bad day and you feel terrible because someone's going through something worse than you in your head. But really like what they're going through is relative. To, it's not relative to your life. You need to like, you know, f- feel okay for feeling shit about your day. Like you're allowed to feel shit about your day. Yeah. Just like they're allowed to feel shit about their day, but it doesn't mean that you have to yeah. compare it.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Oh, comparison is the thief of joy. I love that. Yeah. This has been the greatest chat ever. And we're so thankful to have you.
2: I feel so wise right (laughs) now.
1: (laughs) And if anybody wants to find you on your little old journey, where do they find you? Um, Oh, my God,
2: I haven't actually said this before. Um, I've got Instagram and it's called (laughs) My One-Legged Life. And uh, that's where I will be. So, I also just wanted to thank Anya from Champion Health Agency. Um, she is... I was introduced to her through one of my other therapists, um, and I'm just so grateful for, you know, everything that we've worked together on so far, what we're currently working on and what's happening in the future. So, she represents people with disability, um, chronic illness, rare disease, carers. Um, So, she's definitely worth checking out. Um, but if you just Google Champion Health Agency, you'll find... Um, find everything you need to know on her. They're also she's also on Instagram, um, just champion health agency. Um, yeah, I love it a bit. She's amazing.